Hey, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. So leave a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five-star review. That way, if somebody searches Ole Miss podcast, we come up on the Google machine. That is why we ask you to do that. So if you could do that, it would be fantastic. We are joined by Tom Vanderford. I know it's not his normal day. But he is here because it's a bye week and it's going to get a little squirrely this week. How you doing, Tom? Doing great. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm. I'm pretty excited. There's a lot of stuff going on today. You got um, the Ole Miss game at Texas A&M, which was a fine victory, and anybody that tries to poo-poo that doesn't know what they're talking about. Second of all, Brian Harson got fired from Auburn, and um, Brandon Marcello and a couple of boot riders saying that Lane Kiffin is their number one target. Ooh, spooky on Halloween. Uh, and, of course, we're getting ready for perhaps the biggest college football game on Ole Miss's campus in 12 days. There's a lot of stuff going on, Tom. Yep, there sure <laughs> is. sure is. Yeah, it reminds me of 2014. It's kind of eerily familiar. Uh you know, I was at that game. That was the first time game day was in Oxford. We had Katy Perry, and she was the only one that picked us to win. And, you know, then Sinquez did his magic, and, you know, Bo Wallace had a great second half. And you can't ever tell. You know, on paper, Alabama's better than us. They got all those five stars, right? But Texas A&M had a, a boatload of five stars, too. And uh, sometimes the rating services get it wrong. Uh, Patrick Willis was a two-star forever and just became a three-star right at the end before he signed with us. I think it was after he finally got a Tennessee offer. And uh, if Quinshawn Juckins ain't a five-star high school running back, I've never seen one. Yeah, he's the best running back in the country, period. If you, look back, exactly. if you look back to that Texas A&M game, I mean, he was just absolutely immense. Him and Zach Evans. Ole Miss came three yards away from setting the um, all-time record for rushing yards in Kyle Field. Um, and if Wayne Kiffin would have known he was three yards away, he would He'd not have, have taken a knee. Yeah, he would have gotten it. And um, that's that's an important thing to realize. It was, it was a good, solid win. A&M's a talented team. I think Connor Wigman, they found something there. Um but Very I think Ole Miss, yeah, Ole Miss is in position to where they can make a run. The final three games are the most important. Win one, and you got a nice warm bowl um, game to go to. Win two, you're probably in the Orange Bowl. You win all three, you're in Atlanta and possibly in the playoff. It, this is absolutely uncharted territory for Ole Miss fans. Um, and I know everybody during the season is like, well, we haven't played anybody. When we play an SEC team, this won't work. When we play an SEC team, this won't work. Well, we played five. It's worked four times. It's only not worked once, and that was essentially for a quarter, and we played LSU without Zach Evans, period. That's the way you need to look at that. Exactly, and we also uh, lost uh, some some good defensive players uh, early in that LSU game as well. You know, A.J. Finley uh, and Troy Brown are two of the best players on that defense. So you start losing those guys, and, and we're not like Alabama where you lose a five-star and you plug in another five-star. So 
I mean, we, we're getting better, uh, you know, so, but I think the off week couldn't have come at a better time. Mm-hmm. You were a little banged up, uh, even even at, at the end of the A&M game. They were asking, asking Jackson Dart uh, about his running, and he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm a little banged up, but, you know, I did what I could which I thought he was wonderful. I, 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 you know, I, I am just amazed how good he is, Mm -hmm. but you know, when you're the, the national Gatorade player of the year and you start as a true freshman at USC, you know, you're not chopped. Good player. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I've been impressed with him, how he's carried himself. Uh, how the team has adapted to him, uh, and and to be honest with you, how Luke Altmyer is the first one out to greet him. Mm-hmm. Now I'll be the first one to say, I think Luke Altmyer uh, enters the portal at the end of the year and goes somewhere else. Uh, I, Marcel Reed's coming in. We got a lock on on the kid from Arkansas that's a four star. You know, for the next year. I, I just I really think Luke goes somewhere else. I think he would do wonderful at like Southern Miss or somewhere like that. Uh, Memphis, uh, he's a good quarterback. He yeah. is. He's a and he's a good kid. So, but I am really looking forward to this week off. Uh, we don't have. I don't. You don't stress. You're. You're. You know. You really don't. I. You know. I have. 18 heart attacks every time we play a football <laughs> game. So I'm looking forward to this weekend just sitting here and watching ball games and just being a fan yeah. of, of college football. I mean, we've got, what, Georgia and Tennessee, uh, LSU and Alabama. I mean, we got some really good games this weekend. Yeah, you think Ole Miss fans are going to be watching the LSU-Bama game? Roll Tide. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you'll never hear me say that again, but <laughs> listen to this. And, you know, if everybody is wanting a situation to where this could go 100% right for Ole Miss, and this is absolutely possible, if Alabama beats LSU, let's say Alabama beats LSU, which they're a two touchdown favorite, okay? LSU loses to Arkansas the next week. Ole Miss beats Alabama. Ole Miss only has to win one out of their last two games to go to Atlanta. Yep. We could actually win our next two games uh, with with Alabama beating LSU, and the Egg Bowl's irrelevant. We're going mm-hmm. to Atlanta, whether the, we win or lose the egg or not. Yeah, you know, of course, that that's a good feeling. Yeah, that that, know, that that'd, but, that'd be a tough day for state fans, I think. Oh, it, it would trust me. I work with a lot. Of, you know, I'm I'm an engineer. I work with tons of state guys, and state fans, and 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 it would kill some of them that I work with. It would it would it would kill them, you know, because that's their that's their one brag now that they have left is they went to Atlanta in 1999 mm-hmm. with a seven and four record. By the way, yeah, uh, you know, so, but. Yeah, if we were able to get to Atlanta, that would just kill them, you know. And it it, it just amazes me. I I I asked one recently, would you rather go eleven and one, and lose the Egg Bowl, 
to Ole Miss or go one and eleven and beat Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. He said one and eleven, man. I said, dude, you're 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 you're. In, I'm not you're, psychotic. I'm on the record right now and say <laughs> I'd lose the egg every year to go eleven and one and end up in the SEC championship game. Yeah, yeah. It's I would just take a, that right now. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just a difference of fandom between the two groups. And this isn't anything against the Mississippi State people. I know Mississippi State people. I went to school with a lot of Mississippi State people. Exactly. And, and, yeah, and they're good folks, but they yeah. really, really hate us. <laughs> yeah, it, whenever when, – and this is not an insult for anybody that's listening, but whenever we refer to Mississippi State as little brother, it's stuff like this. That yeah. It is them putting Ole Miss above everything else makes them a little brother in that situation. And Ole Miss just doesn't do that with Mississippi State, and that makes them mad. And it's right. absolutely nuts. And people don't understand. I was like, hey, the game Ole Miss most wants to win is LSU. The game Ole Miss most doesn't want to lose is Mississippi State. It's Mississippi State. Yep, yeah, exactly. And, and, and if you don't know the difference and why that is, you're not an Ole Miss fan. And exactly. Because, yeah, the LSU game is the rivalry that you want to win. Mississippi State, you just don't want to hear it if you lose. If they rise up and get you, they will make it absolutely miserable on you. Heck, I left the state, yeah. you know? It's one of those things. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the elephant in the room before I let you go today. Today, right. Brian Harson was let go at Auburn. John Cohen was hired from Mississippi State at Auburn. John Cohen fired Brian Harson almost immediately. It was kind of an Elon Musk move by him. Um, and Brandon Marcello, a reporter for AL.com, I believe, said that Lane Kiffin was the number one choice on the board. Now, I will say this. Lane Kiffin should be everybody's number one choice on their board. If you're not, you're doing this wrong. If you want a solid college football, state, football team, he should be the guy that you want. Now, the problem is... Ole Miss is willing to go north of $10 million for him. Which means to get him, he either needs to be unhappy, or if he is, you've got to go above that number. And I don't think Lane Kiffin is unhappy in Oxford right now. Everything he says about Oxford is right on point, which means Auburn's going to have to go $11, $12 million a year for a huge amount, like a Jimbo-like contract that everybody's talking about, for even Lane Kiffin to consider it. Now, what am I missing? With a Jimbo-like buyout. Yeah. Yeah, what am I missing? They're already they're already going to be paying two head coaches next mm-hmm. year anyway because they still they're still paying off Gus and they'll be paying off Harson. So, if I was if I was Lane Kiffin, I would look at this one fact. Yes, there have been people win the national championship at Auburn. And what happened to them very recently after they won the national championship, they got fired. You know, Gus Malzahn had a win. Uh, I think he was six and six, and they fired him mm-hmm. <laughs> just a few years away from winning the Natty. So, if if I was somebody, not just him, any coach, I would want to make sure I got a Jimbo Fisher type of deal where I had a huge huge uh, golden parachute. Yeah, it's a retirement job. At that point, if he leaves yeah. Ole Miss, it's a retirement gig. So he has to get a retirement gig type of money. Um, so we're talking $10, $11 million a year, 10-year contract, something like that, and it's all guaranteed. Anything less than that, he's not going to go because he's happy where he is. 
And I don't, and I don't think, think people Auburn's realize gonna that. spit out that I don't think Auburn's gonna spit out that much money. I they have I agree with the tweet. They they've got it. Yeah. But uh I agree with the tweet that uh that you put out. You know, Cohen Cohen uh knows a guy that's not coaching right now mm-hmm. that's got SEC experience that he could get for a pretty decent price and he would be a very good coach with the talent fit, that he, they have at Auburn right now, and that's Dan Mullen. Yeah, he he would fit down there because this is not an insult to state fans. If you're a state fan and watching this, this is not an insult about you. Auburn and state fans have the same personality. What would work at Mississippi State will work at Auburn. Dan Mullen absolutely worked at Mississippi State. He would absolutely work at Auburn. And the level of players and the level of investment would be even a little bit better. So I, I just think that that would be a really good fit. I also think Hugh Freeze is going to be in play for those guys. But people need to realize – I think he would be a good fit. I just wonder if his uh, – if his uh, if Sankey is over his, Hugh Freeze is not going to come back to the SEC thing. Yeah, I, I, you know? I don't know. I, don't, I, I do not but, know. But, yeah, if I was Auburn and I could get Freeze, that's who I'd get. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's Mullen, Freeze, or um, – Potentially, whoever an up-and-comer is in the Pac-12 or the Big 12, maybe a Dave Aranda, potentially. You could reach out for him. We saw him in the Sugar Bowl. He's a good coach, really good Dave coach. Dave Aranda's a dang good coach. And, and you know, the guy, Lance Leopold at, at Kansas, has worked mm-hmm. miracles. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I got to think Auburn's going to go to somebody that has some uh, connections in the Southeast because – you know, when they did the the Harson thing, that kind of hosed them on recruiting and a lot of things. Yeah, that was just a weird fit. 2020 overall was a weird fit. Mm-hmm. The three big coaching hires were Steve Sarkeesian, um, Brian Harson, and Shane Beamer. I don't know if any of those coaches are the right fit. And any yeah, of I don't them either. I mean, Beamer, one second, Beamer looks wonderful. And the next second, his kids lay an egg. Well, it's because you they know? score in I'm, ways other than the offense. If they do that, right. they're a better true. team. But their offense is not good. It, it just isn't. I'm so glad we didn't get Spencer Rattler. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. Um, but, hey, I'm excited. I'm excited about um, this weekend, a bye week, to just be able to sit back and watch the games. Um, Me too. Kind of get to, yeah, no late night live streams, which I did that by myself after the last game at midnight, sitting there um, answering on the chat and everything. We had a good time, but it was just really late. Um, we Alabama's at two thirty, so we'll have everybody at six. Do you want to join us on the live stream that week? Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arkansas has a chance to be two thirty CBS as well. And then Thanksgiving night's the Egg Bowl, which I don't know if I'll ask anybody to be a guest analyst on that one because it'll be so late. Um, but oh, it should yeah. be a, it should be a lot of fun because that game's going to end at eleven thirty or twelve Eastern time, and then oh, I have yeah. to do, yeah I have to do all my locked on now stuff. What people don't know about is I have I have actually a little bit of stuff I can do have to do before the post game show starts. So right. everybody might think I'm late, but I'm actually just rushing trying to get through with stuff already. So, um, 
real quick before we get out of here. Now, how are you going to bye week? What's your plan? Oh, just mm-hmm. for this week? Mm-hmm. Just relaxing, man, and, and not stressing and not, you know, just trying to enjoy everything. Yeah. How about you? I am going to watch every game. I'm not going to do a post-game live stream. I'm going to take Friday and Saturday off, and then I'll have a video Sunday night. Um, and I'm just going to kind of recharge a little bit and then get back for Monday because my whole goal was to make this game nuclear. That That is my whole goal, that everything. Whenever I told people two weeks ago, if Ole Miss wins one of their next two, I'm going to make this Alabama game blow off the charts. And that, that is my goal for next week, but we have to build it up to there. But anyway, CBS, right. CBS game that's, um, for Alabama. We, I, nobody's surprised by that. But this um, podcast is basically centered around how do you build an upset? First, the CBS 230 game. Second of all, you sell out the stadium. Third of all, game day is here. Fourth of all, the SEC West is on the line. If all four of those things happen – there's a chance Vault Hemingway could be special next week. Oh yeah, yeah. I was there in 2014, and I've, I, I, I've had people tell me that you know the LSU game in 2003 was louder, but uh, that's the loudest I've ever heard it in that stadium was the 2014 Alabama game. Yeah, the last time I almost played a game that meant this much was the 2003 LSU game, at Goosebump yeah. time in Oxford, Mississippi. So anyway, Tom, Tom, thank you very much. I do want to thank everybody for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Tom, I want you to have a good week. I want you to enjoy this bye week, and we're going to come back and have you on Monday, and we're going to start getting ready for Bama. How's that sound? Sounds great. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.